so I have you guys all the way down here so everybody can see your beautiful faces. You just got a little glimpse of what it was like for us down in SNR. Thanks, Anya. Yeah. What a great <laughs> one of the best members of our team. All the great serve. It was so good. Uh, a week ago, 140 of us came back to from uh, getting to partner with our amazing, I'm sorry, not funny as that. Yeah, funny as that. Uh, with our amazing partners at different ministries in Ensenada. It was incredible, and as always, it's going to be an experience that we'll never forget. And this morning, we just wanted to take some time and share a little bit of the story with you guys, bring it back from our experience to, to let you know what God is doing, not only in our lives, but in the lives of our brothers and sisters in Mexico that we get to uh, continue building relationships with. And so each one of these uh, leader and students has a specific story to share with you. And as you can tell, um, our theme this year was brave. And so they're being really brave to come up and share with you. So can you give them a warm welcome? Good morning. My name is Mark Anthony Augustine. I speak zero Spanish. The story that I'm going to talk about is when we were in Mexico, I gave my testimony in Mexico, and part of that testimony in like three seconds is not growing up with a father. My father and mother were absent in my life. And as I shared that story, um, there was a drummer, a young man, he was the drummer, and he was amazing, and I would look over during worship at him. And he was just super happy, super on beat, super excited. He's only 14 years old on the worship team, playing all of his. They play like for like two hours straight. It's crazy. And I'm, and I'm giving my testimony. At the end of the service, the pastor comes up to me. And he goes, the brother on the drums, he grew up without a father. I want you to talk to him. I want you to encourage him. And immediately, like, I'm just, I'm a crier, so try not to cry right now. Ah! Whew. So, I walk up to him, and he just gives me this hug, like a son to a father would give a hug, and just he just embraces me, and I'm just like, oh, snaps, what do I do? And it felt so real. You know what I mean? It was, it was amazing. So later on, we do a prayer walk. And the interpreter says, hey, Gabriel wants, you, wants to know something. He wants to know if you would be his father. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> wow. And I said, of course. Of course I would. Spiritually, I will be your father. And all week long, we got to hang out, play soccer and do VBS and play football. And it was just amazing just to watch this kid just be alive. Be alive under their circumstances, to be alive. To, to embrace what God has for him. To not hold back. I mean, this kid is brave. This kid was amazing. You wouldn't think he would, didn't grow up with a father. or And he was happy. <laughs> he was happy. And so that's one story. The next quick story is in that same note, a mother came up to me and says, I lost my daughter. I lost my daughter. And I want the joy that you have because I'm angry and sad and bitter. How do I get that? So we prayed over her. And by maybe three minutes, we prayed. I said, repeat after me. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And she would say it timidly and, and soft. I said, no, shout it out. Shout it out. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And that's where it comes from is from God. Amen? Amen. Cool. That's my story. Anna, and I'm a freshman, So, but I've been on the trip before since I grew up going on it with my dad, but I felt like this year I really got the chance to see and experience God more than I ever have before, and so I'm someone that has struggled with anxiety, and I have other friends who have as well, um, 
But what, and over the trip, I got to witness so much physical healing in so many different people, and I got to be a part of that. But what really affected me the most was when God completely relieved one of my friends from anxiety, just in an instant, um, completely took it out of her. And the next day, I got to walk, uh, got to see her walk around with confidence and see her do things that, like she did things like eat breakfast and sleep that she usually can't do. And that just gave me so much hope because I saw how God was at work at each of the sites. He was healing people physically. He was taking away pain, but he was also giving my friend a chance to live her life so much differently and so much um, freer. And that also gave me hope for myself. And um, another part of that is I saw the culture in Ensenada and just everyone is so free in the community that I was in. And everyone just, they, would, they were crying during worship, they were raising their hands, they were jumping around, and no one was looking to their left and right to see if other people were judging them. And that really inspired me to come back and just say, I love God, I'm going to worship God, I'm going to bring him to my school, and I'm not ashamed of that. And like Mark said, um, the joy of the Lord is my strength, and no one is going to be able to take that away from me when I go back to school. So, yeah. Good morning, my name is Caroline, I'm a senior, and this was my first time going on a Mexico trip. I wanted to go last year, but I, I had the ACT on the Saturday, which was the day we were coming back, which I didn't do that well on, but should have just went. <laughs> but, um, so I didn't know what to expect. My cousins had went on the trip, and they said it was like marvelous, it was life-changing, but I've been on service trips before, but they weren't religiously affiliated, so I knew it was gonna be different this time. And um, it was a huge challenge for me to come back to PCC just because I had came when I was in middle school. But since I'm Hispanic and most people here are like Caucasian and I just felt like I was, I felt discriminated against, but it was all in my head. Cause I felt like, I don't know. I just felt like, it's not that you guys weren't accepting, like you guys are wonderful people, but like, I don't know. I felt like I didn't belong here and I don't know, like, I was just like, it's on your head. Like, a few years passed, like, I'm a senior now. It was like eight years later. And I was like, no, like, it's all in your head. We're all children of God. We all love each other. Just, like, go to this trip and, like, be yourself. Because I felt like I kind of sheltered myself from the people here just because I didn't think anyone would like me. I don't know, sorry. <laughs> and um, uh, I came back and, like, I came with my friend Grace, which was a, a lot of help because she helped me, like, get out of my bubble and I started becoming friends with everyone. And I just, I noticed in the Mexico trip that, I don't know, like, I felt like English-speaking churches didn't feel the spirit of God the same way Spanish-speaking churches did. And like, God like slapped me in the face and was like, we're all the same. And you, it was all in your head. And when we were in the chapel, sorry, I'm stuttering a lot. And when we were in chapel in Mexico, I just felt the spirit like, I don't know, like it was just like roaming around everywhere and like all, everyone was feeling it and like even my friend felt the spirit for the first time and it was just amazing because I don't know why I even felt that but it was great to notice or like see that Jesus is everywhere and it doesn't matter what race you are or like what background you have that you just need to like be open and Jesus, like God is with you wherever you go. So that was my story. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Jake. I'm a sophomore. I go to St. Francis High School in Mountain View. And this is my third time on this trip. I've gone the last two years. But the last two years I went, I went to the site Women's Rehab, uh, which is a great site, and I loved it. I had a great experience. But this year, uh, I, uh, Paul told me that I was going to go to Todos Santos. And so right off the bat, I was kind of like nervous, like this is a new site. I'm not sure. I don't know the people there. And... I was just kind of anxious about it, but when I, when I was praying about it, I really felt like God had something in store for me at Todos Santos, and so I was, I was just, uh, I just kind of got, it took me a while to get over that anxiety about it, but I eventually got excited about coming to this new experience at Todos Santos that uh, God had in store for me. So uh, when we went to this, uh, this site, Todos Santos, most of the sites have a church that they partner with. Uh, to do their work and their uh, their missionary work in the area, a local church that they partner with so that they 
uh, have a base to go out of and to reach the community. But Todos Santos uh, at, this, at that point did not have a partnership church in the area that uh, they were going to partner with. Uh, so that was something that was kind of we were nervous about because we were going to have to, instead of basing out of a church and having that strong rock in the community, we were going to have to maybe probably base out of a van. So that was just uh, something that we were anxious coming into. But the very first night, actually, uh, we were able to get this opportunity to experience a new church in the community and uh, create a partnership there uh, with this new church, which, which was, was an amazing opportunity that we had. So we come in uh, on the Sunday. Their first Sunday service was our first experience with the church. And just right, right off the bat, I was just blown away at this, this amazing, thriving church that we uh, came into that we had no idea. We were, you know, because we were, it was a new church. We were anxious about what, what was it going to look like? Was it going to be a church that we're going to partner with this week? Or is it going to be just uh, something else? So we, so coming into this church, uh, we had the opportunity to give uh, our testimony, actually, on the first Sunday and we, everybody kind of went around the circle, like who wants to share a word or their testimony and eventually got to me and uh, actually Mark was like, Jake, you need to share. And I'm like, my first reaction is like, uh, no, <laughs> like, I don't want to share because <laughs> um, I'm nervous, obviously. Uh, so, but then after a while, I could feel just the same kind of pull that God was telling me to come to Todos Santos and to... Uh, to come to this new church. I felt the same kind of pull, God pulling me to speak. And at first I'm like, no, God, I don't want to speak. That this, is, this is a new experience. I don't, I don't have to. I want to be comfortable in the pews. And so, but God was just pulling me out. And eventually I, I was like, okay, God, I trust you. And so I came up and I started to give my testimony. And the, the testimony was at first, you know, I was nervous, I, it was choppy, but then I just, I just started feeling like the Holy Spirit was telling me what to say and giving me words on my heart to say. And once, once I started speaking from the Holy Spirit, it just got, it was an amazing experience that I felt like God was speaking directly through me. And there was just, just so much freedom in that and power and God really just blew me out of the water. Because when I trusted him to tell me to speak and when I, when I spoke, he just filled me up with his spirit and his words. And so he blessed me greatly when I trusted him. So one major takeaway I got from this trip was just to trust, just to trust God's plan for you and he will bless you greatly. Hi, my name is Leandra and... This week, or like this past, when we went to Mexico, I shared my testimony the, for the first time at the church, and we were at, I was at Pastor Carlos, and I shared, this was my first time on the, the trip, so I was kind of nervous to share because I didn't even know anyone there, but anyways, so I started giving my testimony, and this is more on a personal note, that like Mark, I didn't, I grew up without a mother, so it's been 13 years since I've seen her, I've talked to her, I've never spoken to her. Um, and God really opened up my heart this week and taught me how to forgive. And it's just crazy because I grew up like all this pain in my heart and the burdens from my mom. I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna let her into my life. I didn't wanna accept that she was, she was going to be, I didn't want to accept the fact that I'm going to have to forgive her eventually. And that week, God really opened up my heart through another person. The first hour of being at Mexico, this guy named Bob, who's one of like the leaders of the Barnabas team, um, came up to me, or actually we went and met with um, a guy named Tony, and he was just out of nowhere, he was just like, so you grow up from, you come from a big family, don't you? And then I said, yeah. And he was like, how many brothers and sisters do you have? And I said, eight. And he was like, he started asking me more questions about my family. And then it came to my mom and he, he said, the Lord wants you to know that he is ready for you. He is ready to guide you in this path if you're willing to accept 
or to forgive your mom. And at that moment, I broke down because coming on this trip, my expectation was to talk about my mom at some point. And it happened the first hour of Mexico. It's crazy. So one thing that I took away from this trip was forgiveness and learning how to accept anyone who's ever hurt you in your life, anyone who's ever neglected you, to forgive them, and that sets you free in Christ. So that's my story. The tip of the iceberg, just a very deep. So if you see anybody wandering around with one of these shirts on, they haven't, I, I didn't film this, but I give you permission, just stop them, whatever they're doing. Just stop them and say, hey, why don't you share your story? Because I would love to have 140 people up here uh, sharing their stories. Unfortunately, we just don't have quite enough time for all that. But it was a sweet experience. Um, it was a gift from our partners down there, too, that they year in year out welcome us in. Give us an opportunity to meet the Lord there. And, and oftentimes we feel like that is where the Lord is moving, but it's not just a place. We know that God is in all things. And it's just more of a mindset and a choice that we made during that week that we want to bring home too. That's our prayer that we bring that spirit home as well too, because it's wherever we go, God is with us and at work. So good. So good. So thank you guys. And we got to run. We got to run. But we, have, we get to go tell our story again in the gym, but we have some more stories for you, too, in the video form. So, thank you, guys. senior in high school and this is my fourth trip to Ensenada. My name is Cameron and this is my fourth year in Ensenada and I'm a senior at Sequoia High School. My name is Jacob Dugan. My name is Patricia. My name is Paul. Um, I reside in San Carlos going to PCC. You gotta edit that out. I'm Emily McAdams. I'm a senior and this is my fourth year coming to Mexico. I was just getting done playing water balloons with the kids and I, it was a surprise because I came from the orphanage and out of nowhere I got water balloons thrown at me and that's why I'm all wet, wet right now. This is my first year with PCC and this is my third time in Mexico. Oh there's no phones, there's no school, there's uh, no distractions really. <laughs> There's barely any distractions. Uh, we're just out here serving. So I really wasn't, um, I came last year. Last year was my first trip to Mexico and it was very overwhelming. So overwhelming I wasn't planning on coming this year. Well, it was really amazing that we uh, were able to partner with a brand new church at Todos Santos uh, that we haven't partnered with before and uh, just making uh, relationships with the uh, uh, youth group that they have it has been really uh, life-changing. Experience all the other sites and I thought it was, would be really interesting to come to Gabriel House and have a totally different experience with um, different people and just different um, kind of God's love. We have a sports camp for the Ninos and we have VBS and we are building a wall inside the church. I want to come to Gabriel House because I wanted to, I've heard so many great stories about it and I wanted to experience working with kids with special needs. Um, I want to be a nurse and they're just full of joy and they're always smiling and they love they love when you smile and play with them like one-on-one. -on -one. They love each other, they love cheering for each other, they love piggyback rides. I was at women's rehab and so basically we had two different projects going on. Um, the first one was like a construction project um, and so like in California they've been getting a lot of rain um, and so they needed a drain to like help um, keep the water away from the church and then um, we also had a VBS going so we would like work with the kids and like read them a story in the morning and then um, have a craft and play games in the afternoon. We uh, had a lot of times to do soccer because they have this beautiful park that they the community protects to keep nice and we played uh, many soccer games with the uh, youth group and it's been really fun but we haven't won yet so. This year it's been really cool because there's been a lot of prayer for joy and that's really similar to what I've 
personally been praying for this trip, which is patience and positivity. And so all the prayer for that and my prayer has really been helping this week with running on six hours of sleep, it's really hard. There's so many children in the neighborhood and they love to come and play with you, which I love. Um, I'm not really big on the construction aspect of it, but um, I love um, trying my best to communicate with the children and playing with them because um, it makes them really happy. I'm part of a prayer team with Angie Ibala um, and we go to each site undergirding and supporting the students and the leaders and um, we offer any prayers to whomever asks for requests and um, we've seen God work in so many ways. This is going to be a school for uh, the children at this church so yeah it's been really good I'm having a lot of fun getting used to doing construction. God sent me free on this um, Ensenada dirt when I was in high school. I was struggling with um, an eating disorder when I was a junior in high school and God, through seeing a lot of the little girls worshiping in the church services, God really brought new perspective to my eyes of what it means to be a worshiper and what it means to be free in your worship and free to dance and free to move. It's been really encouraging seeing just a thriving church and a thriving youth group even down here in a very poor part of Ensenada and that has just been a great encouragement to me. He blesses us when, when we're faithful to him and um, just serving him. And I see um, all the servant hearts down here and how um, God really um, just shines on them and, and on us as we're doing um, our different um, mission work. They have so little and yet they're so happy and yet all of us have so much we don't realize it. and. We have to be humble about those things that we have and take advantage of. I think definitely making connections with the kids as well as the adults is really important and the Holy Spirit has been moving a lot because even though we can't talk to them in their language, we can still like give them hugs and show that we're like trying to communicate with them and it shows that we love them and we care about them. The kids that we have are absolutely amazing. I'll say, okay, so here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then they'll just go, okay, so we got it. And I'm like, okay, so here's the tools you need, and they just kind of go, they ask questions when they need to ask questions, but whether it's nailing the roof, sheetrocking the walls, drilling holes for electrical, they're, they're just on top of it. We have um, some of the Ochos running the saw for the first time, that was amazing. It's really cool seeing everyone come back from different sites and different experiences. Um, everyone has um, a different story to tell, um, and it's kind of interesting to see all those stories kind of come together, and you can see everyone's heart like growing with God. Two years ago when I was here I was focusing more on like the little boys and this year the girls they they did a lot of this to me and I'm just connecting with them more and it's really awesome. Seeing all these kids and that God created me and he also created these kids and he created them differently. They created some blind, some deaf, some that can't talk, some that can't hear. Um, just that he created me and he created them, like he created both of us for a purpose and that he loves both of us equally. I try not to hold too many expectations because um, I want to be prepared for whatever God has for me and I, I trust him. Six months from now, I think what I'll remember from this trip is really the community because I feel like I've been able to get closer to a lot more people while I've been here. I mean, it's going to be fun being a part of the senior advance team but also just uh, the trip in general. I mean, this is my favorite time of the year, so I'm excited. I feel that during this trip, um, I've had opportunities to draw closer to him. My faith has grown, grown stronger, and my dependence on him has grown stronger. And all the girls circled around, and um, we all just went in a circle, and we yelled that we're beautiful, and we said what doesn't define us. It was an absolutely freeing moment. It's one that I won't forget. The first night of chapel, I really felt the spirit move with the worship team. And it was crazy because like, I feel like it's moving exactly where we are, like this campsite and where we're sleeping. I just feel like he's here more than he is over there. I don't know. I know he's with us all the time and he's everywhere, but I feel like the spirit moves more here. Been able to go. I love everything about this trip. Just getting to be with the students and um, getting to go down and work with our partner churches down there. And uh, this year was very different. Um, 
this was the best year I can remember um, going down there. And um, primarily because God took the partnership that we have with um, our particular church, our site, um, and turned it into a family for us. Um, it was less about just working together um, than it was about, I literally felt like I have brothers and sisters down there now. Um, I got the opportunity to um, see the depths of the hearts of the pastors that we work with and the um, outreach that they're doing and um, the, the sports ministry that they're doing that we just got to kind of come alongside and um, support what they're already doing, um, which was really great. And we had so many kids this year. Um, so it was just super sweet to see how um, the work that God is doing in their neighborhood and community and just kind of um, getting to um, getting to experience that with them. Um, but one special uh, treat that I got personally um, on this trip was there was a woman who um, works a lot uh, in their church body. She does a lot of um, support with the young girls. Um, she gets to, um, she makes meals and stuff, and um, she just pours out her, her heart uh, to their um, neighborhood and community. And um, she is a single mom, um, raising two boys, and um, has primarily lived with her siblings, her sisters, in a house. And um, there's just a lot, there was a lot of people in, in her house, in that house, and a lot of kids. And, um, and the church encouraged her to move um, into a space of her own and um, uh, raise her kids and just have some more space, you know. And um, she, she did that um, bravely, even though it was hard. And, but she went into this house and she had nothing. She literally had a, a fold-out couch, um, a tiny table, and um, a fridge, but like, like one little cabinet and, and really nothing in the house for their family other than that. Um, and her name's Tommy. Um, and we got to um, uh, work with her, actually, um, there's a, a, a lot of you who have um, helped to donate things for her home. Um, uh, we brought down tubs of um, dishes and blankets and um, housewares and a microwave and just all this kinds of stuff, um, just, you know, so that it would make it a little easier for her um, to transition to, to living independently. And um, so... Uh, I believe Wednesday she came to the church and I got to meet her um, and I got to be the one to to show her all of these gifts that you guys just provided to her um, and she and I had a moment where you know I'm like going through the tubs and I'm like showing her these warm soft fuzzy blankets and um, you know buckets of cleaning supplies and all this different stuff um, that uh, was generously provided, and she was just, like, I could hear her in Spanish talking about um, how much money this must have cost, and she's just so surprised and saying this feels like Christmas, and, um, and she just, like, reached out and, like, hugged me, and, um, and I showed her a box of toys that we brought for her son, um, who's eight, same age as my son, and, um, one little box of toys and she was just she just started sobbing she's like my son has no toys and um, I thought about my son and how too many toys he has in his room I was like I should have brought more um, anyways and and so she just hugged me and we had this long embrace and she um, I got to just tell her you know how much Jesus loves her and um how proud he is that he she's doing so much in her community and like I wish we could do more um, and um, yeah I she just it was this, it was this moment where just mom to mom we shared like this this beautiful hug and um, and she just was so overwhelmed and um, and I was thinking about it later that day and how like I I didn't pay for all of those things personally out of my account. I, I didn't, um, you know, 
do much. I just was the person that got to like transition the stuff from our church to her. And, and I got to be the one that received that blessing and that hug in that moment. Um, and I was kind of deflecting that, like the other people that, sh that, do that donated that stuff should be the one to get to have that, that experience. And God was just like, this is grace. You don't have to do anything. You just get to receive the blessing. Um, and so it's great. Now she and I are pen pals, and she shared her testimony with me, and um, I have a new sister in Christ down in Ensenada. Uh, hi, my name is... Uh, my name is Sam Pedley. Um, okay. Um, my name is Sam Pedley. Um, I am currently a senior. Uh, I'm about to graduate from Sequoia High School. Um, I went on this trip this year because um, I, I've gone, I went freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Um, and I always came back feeling really um, like refreshed in God. I felt like my relationship with God had really improved and I, I just wanted I just wanted that again, and I wanted to connect with God, connect with my friends, and, and just serve God down there. But um, something that I've always felt as I go down to Mexico is that um, a lot of people kind of in Mexico and other places get these, like, God moments. Like, they witness miraculous healings. They feel the, the, the hand of God on their shoulder. Or they hear God speak to them. Um, and I'd never quite had a moment like that. And every year I went down, like, you know, thinking, like, oh, this, this year's going to be my year. I'm going to get that moment. Um, and, and this year, again, um, I, I, I didn't get one of those moments. But what happened this year was that I felt the presence of God, just not in a specific moment. And I'll um, explain. Um, so there were three relationships that I've had. I've, I've thankfully gone down to the, been able to go down to the same site all four years. So I've been working on the same church, um, working with the same people, uh, playing with the same kids. Um, and this one lady, the wife of one of the, the workers there, um, has been there all four years as well. Um, and she, this is... She, uh, at the end of the week, gave me this hat. She had um, knit it for me. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'd say the color is Moroccan electric blue or something. Like. Um, anyway, sweet hat. It's, it's super warm. She didn't even know that I'd be needing it particularly. Um, uh, particularly. Um, and I just, that, that gift feeling, you know, when you go to Mexico, you feel like you're going down to, to serve and to give, being given back to in more than just love in like a specific gift was just really, really touching to me. And, and another relationship was with this worker. His name is um, Adon, and we basically spent the whole week together. He was working on um, the roof of this building, and I basically just followed him around um, and helped him out with whatever he needed to do. And at the end of the week, he, I mean, he didn't, my Spanish isn't great, so he, he called a translator over and said to me that, like, um, hey, like, next year, I don't know if you'll be able to come, but, and I know that this church may be, um, may be done. We've, we've been there for a while, and the church is really looking solid, but he, was, he said, I know this church down the street that, that could use some work, and I know this, this church near where I live that could use some work, and... I don't really care like what what we do, but like I want to spend another year building things with you, um, and that was that was also really touching. I'll get to the point at the end. Um, um, third relationship is with this boy named um, David, who um, he's also been there every year that I've been there. Um, his English is about as good as my Spanish is. Um, and the way that our conversations normally go, whether I'm 
while I'm down there, or he has a Facebook and he calls me sometimes. Is um, in Spanish, I'll say hi. He'll say hi. I'll say how's it going. He'll say good. How about you? I'll say good. Then I'll like we'll kind of sit there for a little while. I say like, are you still playing football? And he'll say yes. And then we just kind of sit there thinking of trying to translate our questions that we have. And then one of us will try, but then the other doesn't quite get it and answers in a way that doesn't make sense. And then we just kind of scratch our heads and sit next to each other for like 10 minutes just kind of sitting next to each other um, and not saying anything. Um, but despite that, I'd say that David is one of the is as close a friend as any friend that I have ever had. Um, so my point from all that um, is that I think I'd spent all my time in Mexico the past four years looking for a miraculous moment or at least like an acute specific moment where I would see God. Um, but I, on reflection, after all four years, like, I see God so, so clearly in those relationships that I've been able to build um, with the people that I've worked with down in Mexico. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Sarah. I'm currently a senior at Sequoia High School. Um, this trip, this past trip to Mexico was actually my first time going. Um, so initially, my friend Grace Singh um, was talking to me about it during the volleyball season. It was just kind of an idea at that point. Um, but then we started, like, I started talking to my dad about it, and he was really into it. Um, and I just heard, like, in the past years, they would, all my friends who had gone on it would come back and talk about it for a week straight. So I was like, oh yeah, it seems like a fun experience. Like I hadn't been going to church for um, a really long time for a few reasons, but um, I just, I, ha I never like had a strong relationship with God in those past three years. So I thought this, uh, this trip would be a good time for me to reconnect. And I kind of went, I just went in with an open mind thinking like, oh, I don't know, maybe, like, it's worth a shot, maybe we'll reconnect, maybe I'll see something, maybe he has something planned for me, but I don't know, we'll see. So, um, when I went down there, it was, all the people of Ensenada were just so welcoming, and just so grateful, and kind, and joyful for us to be there, um, and it was just, the whole trip was very eye-opening for me, I would say, um, just all these kids down there. I was on Todos Santos, which is with a bunch of little kids, and they're just so happy when they have absolutely nothing, like nothing that we have here. They live a completely different life than we do here. Um, and so one moment that specifically stood out to me, I mean, the whole week stood out to me. I'd, I'll never forget the trip, but I wasn't, like I hadn't really found, like Sam was saying, the miraculous moment yet. Um, and on our last day at our sites, um, Patricia, our leader Patricia, came over. It was like an hour or two before we had to leave. And she was, she was like, oh, that, there's this woman over there sitting on a bench holding her little two-year-old who has heart cancer. Um, for those of you that don't know me, I lost my mom to breast cancer when I was 11. So um, this was very heart-wrenching to me. Um, so I just went over there like immediately and tried to talk to her, but I couldn't because my Spanish is not good at all. Um, and so, I mean, at this point I was already like bawling, like I had lost it, but um, Patricia, Emily, Grace, um, and Paige, my other friend Paige, um, they all came over and we prayed for her. Um, Emily, Grace, and Patricia both said really beautiful prayers. Um, I couldn't really say anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was just one moment that just really stood out to me. I mean, seeing someone who lives a totally different life than I do going through something that I went through um, it was just, 
I mean, I knew that like that was the moment I knew I was meant to be on that trip. That was the moment that like um I just was supposed to be there. It was like not a coincidence that I was there. Um and so um 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 sorry. <laughs> um just this whole trip and that specific moment just taught me just to be so grateful for everything that I have. Um, I don't even know if they had help from a, like a hospital or anything. Um, and the woman, she was just like so grateful that we just came over and prayed. After we were leaving, I went over and said, and they gave her a hug to say goodbye. And she said something in Spanish. I'm not sure what she said, but it was just a very warm hug and she was so loving and I don't know, it was just a really cool moment. Um, I'm sorry, I'm like, I can't, like, but, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, this whole trip was just so moving to me and so eye-opening and it's just really something that I'll never forget. And I did reconnect my relationship with God, which is why I chose to get baptized at the end of the trip. <laughs> um, um but yeah I just it was like I was supposed to be on that trip I'll just never really I'll never forget it and I'm so grateful that my friends convinced me to go on it um but yeah that's pretty much all I have to say Hey guys, I'm Emily. Um, I go to Sequoia and I'm also a senior. This was my fourth year going on this Mexico trip and um, I never really like felt the, like I never really felt God the past three years. Like I felt him a little bit, but I never had like the big moment of God. And I felt like this year was that year. And so even like before, going on this trip, like, before we left, I was just set on getting baptized, like, I was like, this is my year, like, it's going to be so amazing, and it turns out it was, and um, so when we got there, I was at Toto Santos, which was my third year being there, and I just, like, have so many connections and relationships with the kids that are there, and also with this one lady named Marta, and I met Marta last year when we went to her house to build an extra room because she had like five people living in her one bedroom house and she asked us for her help. And so I'm really bad at Spanish, but um, I was able to connect with her just by like saying what little Spanish I knew and having translators there to help me. And it was just like, so amazing to see like how much joy she has in her and like Sarah said like these people have nothing but they are the most joyful and grateful people you will ever meet and it's just really eye-opening because like we care about all the materialistic things and like the we forget about the little things but when we go to Mexico the little things you realize like the little things are what matter and that's what's important and you need to focus on like the little things and that's what I kind of took out of this trip. And um, so towards the end of the week, we figured out that Marta's daughter had been killed in a car accident with her son-in-law. And as soon as I heard that, my heart just broke and I wanted to see her like immediately because she's just like the happiest woman and like nobody deserves to go through that. And um, so towards the end of the week, we went up to bring her cards that we had the kids make her. And um, as soon as we knocked on the door and she opened it, her face just lit up. And it was so amazing to see. And I just broke as soon as I saw how happy she was because she's going through such a hard time. But just us being there for her and giving her the company and bringing her little cards just made her day. And she was just going through such a hard time. But it was just so mind-blowing to see like, God work through us to help her. And um, 
just like be there for her and we went into her kitchen and we just like talked with her and sat with her and cried with her and um hugged her and I just gave me and Marta spent like a long time just hugging and it was just amazing to be there for her in that moment and be able to like work with God in that moment and like I don't know just um be able to show her like that things are going to be okay and that like we're there for her and everybody's there for her and everybody that is like worried about her cares about her and it's just really cool to see how God can work through us and through the people of Ensenada each year the people of Ensenada just like touch each one of us and it's just such an amazing and eye-opening trip like the impact that the people of Ensenada have on each one of us is so amazing and just like wonderful and I'm so glad that I've been able to go on this trip for four years and I hope that I can go on this trip again as a leader and just like be there for the kids who go on this trip and are being touched and one thing that I like really take from take home from this trip is that like to be more grateful for things because these little kids they have nothing at all and they are just so happy and so every time you see them they're just smiling and they just are so grateful to have us there to play with like even if we just braid their hair or like play soccer with them they're just so happy and it's just such a good feeling to have that happiness and to be grateful and I really each year just take that home with me but this year was the first year I really like felt God work through me and work through the people in my sight and it was just like such a good feeling to have that and like getting baptized at the end of the week just topped it all off like it was just so amazing it's just such an amazing week and I'll never forget this trip. I'm Steve, and I was a late addition to this panel of experts. Um, we're over time, uh, but uh, the Holy Spirit's asking me to take you someplace you're not ready for. So um, let's go. You with me? Okay. I'm going to tell you how I ended up in Mexico. I'll tell you what happened there. I'm going to tell you what happened when we got back, all right? Um, I was a late addition to the trip as well. Uh, I, uh, my son, Ethan, who's here, was uh, excited to go with high school, which, which really did my heart um, great because I was the first intern at PCC for high school ministries. And um, um, he hasn't wanted to be part of the ministries to date. So sorry for calling you out, son. But um, <laughs> So it really did my heart a lot of good to see that he wanted to be part of this because I used to lead these trips as a, as a high school um, leader, and it was so great to see that. Um, and my son Jackson wanted to go. And Jackson, if many of you know, has been laid low with a really debilitating illness for the last seven years. He's been out of school. He's been in a wheelchair for a couple years. Um, neurological issues, physical limitations. He's starting to be on the men, but it's very unpredictable. So, But he really felt passionate to go. And I want to <laughs> encourage and call out Angie Ibarra, who felt the Lord telling her to get Jackson to Mexico. And when someone says that, how are you going to argue, right? So um, so Jackson wanted to go. And then, um, but we realized in, uh, that because of his limitations and the unpredictability of his current state, it would be unfair to put him on the, the leaders there without somebody who knew what to do. Um, my wife and I both started new jobs. She started in November, I started in December. And um, she works for the government. <laughs> so she couldn't get off time, so it fell on me. And said, Paul said, hey, could you come? And I felt Paul was saying, hey, we need you to come. So I said, oh, man, I've, I'm under so much strain. I'm working every weekend, every night, trying to start a new a new thing. And uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll be there. But guess what? If I go, who's going to watch our 11-year-old? He's home from spring break. So, so we brought him on too. So, so it's me and three sons. Which is an answer to prayer. That was an amazing, it was like, it was just an amazing answer to years of prayer. It's what I always wanted for my family, going on missions together. But I couldn't because my son has been ill for so long. 
Um, so we went down there, and um, uh, the, we, the, the second day in, 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 in Sunday, we went to church together. And um, we had asked uh, Jackson to go up in front of the church and speak, and that's something that's been in his heart. In fact, many people in the church have come to me and said they had a dream of Jackson standing in front of church in Mexico and, and speaking. And so what are you going to say? Of course. So guess who was the late addition to that panel of experts? Jen Alexander and Tony Alexander came to me and said, we feel the Lord is saying you need to go up there and speak with Jackson. Um, so, of course, I said yes without knowing what to say. And it was an amazing opportunity to um, share the road that I've been on. And I thought this was for Jackson. And it was, but I, it wasn't until I was up there speaking that the Lord was unlocking in me the hardness in my heart that I have carried with me since he's been so ill. I felt God just let me down, just abandoned me. And so I took it upon myself to take care of my family. I worked my butt off every day, every night, every weekend to pay for these medical bills, to pay for what God wasn't doing. And I felt like God was just releasing that on me, just saying, it's okay, I got this. And so um, we went through that experience, and it was amazing. And I talked to some people afterwards. I, I really bonded with a, the husband of uh, Pastor Kenya. She's a woman, and her husband's name is Ho Hoel, Joel. And he and I just bonded, and he said, I've been, I've been, I was cured of cancer. And he started explaining to me what the process was, and we were hugging and talking about that the whole trip. And, that's, and then furthermore, um, Tony came up to me afterwards. <laughs> And a man of faith and strength and courage, um, he was a high schooler when I was a leader. And he, he came up to me and said, I just feel a little uncomfortable saying this to you because you were the guy on the stage leading worship at one time. But I feel God's telling me to tell you that you need to get your joy back. And, and, he, and I hadn't read yet. He gave me a card that he and Jen had prayed over. And that's what it said. It says, um, you, you know, you need to fight as a joyful warrior. And, um, and throughout the camp, joy kept coming up again and again. What was the song that they sang? The what of the Lord would be my strength. The joy of the Lord would be my strength. That was the song that John Stratton kept singing. That was, like, that was the theme song of the camp. There's a man there, a pastor, um, who looks like something out of the Old Testament. His name's Bob. He's an amazing man. He's been all over the world. He's been in the mission field. And um, one morning, and we, have a, we have a leader meeting in the morning. And he was talking about spiritual warfare. And I, I haven't shared this with many people, but I've seen stuff in my family that is only attributable to spiritual warfare. I feel like Satan is a bully. And he's been bullying Jackson for many years because he's afraid of Jackson. He knows what the son can do. So he's been holding him down. And I've seen him being held down. I've seen him writhing. And I've seen him um, saying, this isn't me. I feel something holding me down. And we're praying over him. And, um, and he's praying, and he's, all he does all day long is read the word and pray because he feels like he's under attack. And so um, I, talked to, I talked to Bob. I showed him a video I took on my phone of Jackson convulsing and writhing. And I said, we're under attack. I don't know what to do. And he said, he sat back and he said, delete that. Delete that and every copy of it, number one. Number two, when God enters the fight, do you think Satan has any chance do you think he has any chance? So you're going to let God walk into this fight. And he started talking about some of the, the things we needed to do. And then um, all of a sudden, Jackson walked up. And he said, he looks, and ja he knew he'd met Jackson earlier. And he said to him, Jackson, your job is not to fight anymore. Your job is joy. There's that word again. Your job is to be joyful. That's all you have to do because God's in the fight. And he looked at me, and, and I, I, something else I hadn't, I hadn't really come to grips with, when I saw this happening, and all my years of walking with the Lord, my years of leading Bible studies and being a youth leader, uh, I, just, I just got angry, and I stepped out of the fight. And I watched my wife, Rusty, fight for us and pray over Jackson and, and just immerse herself in his care. And then he says, Jackson, Jackson, your job is to join. It's, it's your parents' job to do the fight. I need you to, I need to talk privately to your dad right now. And so Jackson walks away. And he looks at me and he says, you need to fight for him, not your wife. It's her turn to step down. I see that she's exhausted. She's hopeless. And you need to step in and 
and take up the fight. So that was, um, that was an amazing moment for me. I just, I felt like God was just digging in deep and pulling up all the muck that I've let get in my heart and the hardness for years. And then it, um, it just went on from there. Just amazing testimonies, amazing opportunities. Amazing. And Jackson said he wanted to be baptized because he felt God. I mean, the, the fact he was able to even go to Mexico and work with a hammer, my God, that felt so good to see him doing that. And just the, the fact that he um, did, he had a couple t- moments of just exhaustion, which is to be expected. He's been in bed for seven years. But just the fact that he was able to do that was just amazing. And Angie was just caring for him the whole time. And, um, and so he felt he wanted to be baptized. He wanted to proclaim a new life. He's been baptized before. He just wanted to proclaim this new start. So we did that in Coronado. And I'm not sure if you've captured it, Mark, but, but God gave me words for him that weren't my, were not mine. They weren't. God said, whoever he blesses will be blessed. So if I have any advice for you today is get that boy to pray for you. Because the spirit is moving through him. It really is. And, and, and the other thing that, 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 that the Pastor Bob said to me is, you need to be a blessing to him so he can be a blessing to others. So this, this, this comes full circle to when we came back. We knew the battle wouldn't be over. He said, it's going to be about a year, but I see joy in the end. I see, I see this being about a year process. And it, sure enough, um, Friday night, Jackson is just um, writhing again in pain. And he's, he's struggling and... Um, and Rusty calls me in and says, well, you're on. This is what we talked about. You, I'm stepping out. you stepping in. So I'm just, I step in and I say, Lord, I want to submit to whatever it is you want to do in this situation. I don't know what you want to do, so I'm going to step in. And, and I was able to, I started praying. I played the song on my iPhone, The Joy of the Lord to Be My Strength. Um, I bought it <laughs> from John Stratton. And, um, and he, I said, Jackson, let's go back to that place where you remember that you believed that. Remember that your job is to be joyful? And he said, yes, I'm trying. So I started praying over him, and also I put my hand over him, and all of a sudden he's, I feel something. I'm running my hand over his body, and he says he feels a release. He feels the release of everything holding him down. And he starts feeling light, and he starts laughing. And he goes, Dad, I want you to sing to me. And I go, what am I supposed to sing? And he's like, that song you sang to me when I was a baby. I sang the Beatles song, I Will. It knows how long I'll love you. Um, and so I start singing it to him, and he starts laughing. Not because my singing is bad, because it probably was, but he's, he's laughing, and he starts laughing hysterically. And it was like years of pent-up joy being released. And then I started weeping, because I realized what God was doing was saying, you got your son back from the moment back to when he was a baby. Before the illness, you got him back. So that's the road we're on together. It's, um, I really feel like the Lord wants to release the spirit in my family. And I feel like I feel he wants to release the spirit in this church. I feel the scales. Not, it doesn't have to be an illness like we've had. The Bay Area is hard to live in. If you're trying to pay for a house here, you know what I'm talking about. If you're trying to keep a job here, you know what I'm talking about. I feel like the Lord wants to release the spirit in PCC. And um, my son's going to be part of it somehow. So um, thanks for letting me be part of this. Thank you all for your vulnerability and authenticity. Um, this is what I'm talking about. God is good. God is good. Ooh, all I can say, if God is for us, who can be against us? In all things, God is good. And we experienced him in so many ways. And oftentimes we, we feel like, oh, man, God is good in Mexico, in Ensenada. But it's everywhere. Yep, it's everywhere. It's a choice that we get to make. God gives us that choice daily in hardships and times of praise. We rejoice in all things. Wow. So um, <laughs> brave was one of our themes. 
and as you can tell. And I just want to, these guys were very brave for coming up. So can we just hear it one more time for them? And you, guys, you guys should just sit there for a moment while I, while I introduce. Um, anybody wearing one of these shirts was most likely on the trip unless they stole it from a sibling and they, they just wanted to have, because it glows in the dark too, so that's pretty cool. Um, but the team thought I had them wear it because they're part of the team, but I actually had it as a target. This is just five stories out of like 140, and everybody's got multiple sto stories. God was moving so mightily. If you see somebody in this, this shirt, um, they already gave me permission to give you permission to stop them, whatever they're doing. They didn't actually, but just do it anyway. If you see somebody after church with that brave shirt, there's one right there. His name's Taylor. He's playing the drums. Find him. He'll tell you a story, all right? So find somebody because God has more to do in this body. That was, man, so much truth right now. And... At the end of our trip, we stop in Coronado. It's near San Diego. Um, that's how we, it's a tradition. We stop there, spend some time at the beach. And for those who decide they want to declare their relationship with the Lord in a new way, um, we, we step into that cold ocean and we, we do baptisms. And it's amazing. It's incredible. Fifteen people from our team got baptized this year. It was awesome. And one guy who's not even a part of our team got baptized this year. His name was Random Rich um, because he just showed up in our circle. He saw a bunch of people walking to the ocean, and then he heard me sharing about what baptism is. And I said, who wants to go first? And he said, I, I do. I was like, wow. That's incredible. So we talked about baptism. We talked about why he wanted to. He said he needed God in his life. He needed a change. He needed to be washed clean, which is what baptism is all about. Um, it's all about the fact that admitting that we step, we're, we're just like in the water. We're sinful people, but God makes a way that we get dunked and held into that salt water, and we come up completely clean, pure as snow, because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And we get to celebrate that together. And Random Rich, he's not random, he's not random. We just started calling him Richard instead. He disappeared, but not before we could just tell him, God has a plan for you. You're not random at all. So we got, we got a video of these baptisms too, so celebrate with us. Today we have 15 people getting baptized. I kept it together until just then. I just want to say one more time, students, what a gift and how appreciative we are of, uh, and leaders of you sharing your story with us. We hold it as a precious gift. I know that um, those stories that you shared weren't just, hey, this was an awesome week and I'll never forget it. Those stories, and there were different stories in every gathering, and there's hundreds more. Those stories were years and years of pain and wrestling with God and believing him to break through in our lives and, um, and living in community and not giving up and saying God is real and we will trust him until we see him and he is good. And if I don't see good, then it's not the end because God is good and in the end it's good. Amen. So I want to thank you for sharing your stories with us and everything we do as a body is like that. We offer ourselves to each other and to the Lord. These young people who are singing and playing instruments and telling stories, we offer this as our worship to God. And it blesses us as a community. And this is who we are, PCC. It's who our students are. It's who we are. This is what it means. 
when we say we are part of the family of God. So will you stand please for one more song of worship and offering ourselves to God in gratitude of what it means to belong to him and be a part of the gospel. listening to the Peninsula Covenant Church podcast. We're located at 3560 Farm Hill Boulevard in Redwood City, California. You can reach us online at www.peninsulacovenant.com.